Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 25 of the College Sports Hour. It's been a minute, but I'm back. I'm your host, Clint McPherson, and on today's episode, I'll be running through a quick college football week 10 Thursday night recap from what happened and what went down last night that saw two undefeated teams that were ranked teams facing off against two unranked opponents. While one survived and continued to move forward with a strong defensive effort in regards to their season, the other one struggled mightily with the triple option for the second year in a row and suffered their first loss of the season. So with that said, guys, let's jump right into it. Yeah, this is the College Sports Hour. We got Clinton Greg dropping episodes every week. It's so hype, better believe. Make sure that you tune in. It's the real deal and I ain't lying. From NCAA to college football on that gridiron. What's good, kid? Should be understood. In March, we going mad, so stick tuned. Let's get to it, kid. Join that conversation, because you know they keep it rolling. Watching the bases loaded. They love baseball, and you know this. Hey, this is the College Sports Hour. Where it's going down at College Sports Hour. Welcome to the podcast with your host Clinton Greg. You don't want to miss this. Giving you the info and plenty opinions. Yeah. Ready? Then let's get it popping with a former college athlete and a guy who went to college. <laughs> sports, they know all about it. If you love college sports, then you couldn't live without it. Let's go. The College Sports Hour with your host Clinton Greg. Make sure to subscribe. Let's go. So let's jump right into the Baylor versus West Virginia game on Thursday night. Number 12, Baylor stays undefeated after the win. They pull a close one out, 17-14, to 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 pull out a win over West Virginia. Baylor had quite the defensive performance to remain undefeated in their 17-14 win over West Virginia in this game. You know, while Baylor's quarterback, he throws for 277 yards with two touchdowns. Um, the defense blocked a late field goal and only allowed two big plays on the night. So as the Bears won a game for the first time since 2006 when scoring less than 20 points. So it's a huge step in the right direction for this Baylor Bears team and a big win for them as they improve to 8-0 on the season. When you look at the game as a whole, though, guys, Baylor stepped up big time on defense in this game. And you can tell that this Baylor team is still learning the process and still trying to come back to to wrapping it around how they go in and take care of business week in and week out. But that's okay, guys, right? When your defense is on point, you can get by with a sloppy offensive effort from time to time or when you have the special teams collapse like they did in this game, you know. So Baylor ends up kicking a go-ahead 36-yard field goal with 10-19 left in this game behind when they were tied 14-14, right? It was, it, was, it was tied up, and Baylor found itself winning its 10th game in a row, guys. Despite throughout this contest, it was often a frustrating display of offense and special teams for these guys. So when you're two seasons removed after winning only one game, as the Bears are, right? The Baylor Bears, they're 8-0 currently, 5-0 and in the Big 12, and are the league's only undefeated team and one of eight remaining among the FBS teams. You know, when you're undefeated, you, you don't apologize for that, right? You don't apologize for going 8-0. You don't apologize for winning this game, even though it was close and not as, as, as pretty as you wanted it to be. But even though it wasn't as clean as they wanted, and whether they liked it or not, they won, right? And they just have to continue to improve as they move forward during the season. And look forward to do that because, again, guys, 
this Baylor Bears team is headed in the right direction. When you look at West Virginia, on the other hand, they came into this game sitting at three and five. Um, one, they're one and four in the Big Twelve. They had eight quarterback sacks, right? So their defense faced second and goal from the one late in the second quarter. And they stuffed Baylor for no gain on three consecutive plays, which was huge for them, right? So that allowed Baylor to go in um, and not go up two scores, and they had to settle for a 7-0 halftime lead. But still, Baylor ended up avoiding what happened last Saturday where you had the other Big 12 schools, right? Ranked schools, three ranked teams that played last week and lost. So that includes Oklahoma's huge collapse against Kansas State that left Baylor alone atop the conference standings heading into this game, which was huge for them. So Baylor knows that this performance wasn't good enough and that they need to grow from it because I'm sure they don't want to have the same feeling as those other three teams did last last week in the Big 12. But when you look at it, again, they got the W, right? And after Baylor ended up muffing a punt earlier in the game that was recovered at the Baylor 34, West Virginia couldn't even do anything with that. You know, they tried a field goal attempt. They would go on to um, kick that field goal through the uprights, right? It was a 43-yard attempt. But hold up, guys. They were penalized for a delay of game, right? And they had to try that attempt again. After trying that attempt again, Baylor's nose tackle um, ended up blocking the 48-yard field goal with three and a half minutes left in the game. And that's basically all she wrote, right? And when you look at West Virginia, they had two, they gave up two big plays for the touchdowns in this game, right? They had an 83-yard catch and run from, you know, the first play after a punt. And then they went 95 yards with a um, kickoff return, right? And so that was their first kickoff return for West Virginia for five years. So they had two big plays in this game, but outside of that, their offense didn't do anything, right? They finished with 219 total yards. 136 of those were outside of that one big play which was that 83-yard catch and run. Then you have the 95-yard kickoff return that was on the ensuing kick after Baylor threw a 21-yard touchdown pass. So, I mean, they just couldn't get anything going ever in this game. And although they beat Baylor last year, like really beat them 58-14 last year, they just came off a 52-14 loss at Oklahoma in their last game, right? And they came into this game as a nearly three-touchdown underdog. So it wasn't a surprise to see them lose. But at the end of the day, it was really close. And and they just came up short, guys. You know, when you're looking at that, they're probably um, chomping at the bit. There's a lot of plays they left on the field, a lot of things they didn't take advantage of. Um, but again, it was a, a lot closer than everybody thought it was going to be. And they almost pulled an upset and almost gave Baylor their first loss. So my takeaways from this game, right? You had West Virginia. Obviously, they're not that good this year. They've lost four Big 12 games in a row since opening conference play with that win at Kansas. And then they also continue to have the worst offense in the Big 12, which doesn't bode well for them in some of these games, right? And again, they struggle to get anything done on the offensive side in this game outside of those two huge plays that they had. When they had first and goal at the 10, on the on on their first um, drive after halftime, and then their quarterback was still calling out signals right when the ball was snapped by the center, resulting in a turnover. So when you look on the other hand, though, Baylor's moved up ten spots in the AP Top 25 since getting ranked at the beginning of October, which is huge for this Baylor Bears team. They continue to move forward. It it wasn't pretty, right? But 
and they might have not played their best football this past Thursday, but they did record another victory, which is huge for them. So what's up next for West Virginia is a home game November 9th. They're going to play Texas Tech. And then Baylor is going to travel less than 100 miles north on Interstate 35 to play at TCU on November 9th. So, guys, watch out for that game. It should be exciting when West Virginia and Texas Tech play, especially that Baylor team facing off against TCU, which could upset them easily, guys. So watch out for that and get excited, man. College football continues to roll along. So now transitioning over to the Georgia Southern game. Well, the App State game, as most people will probably turn, tune in to watch App State, right? They're ranked number 20 in the nation. But Georgia Southern shocks them again. They shocked the number 20, number 20 App State again for the second year in a row. In this game, right, Georgia Southern racked up 335 yards on the ground behind their triple option offense that basically App State can never figure out. And they upset them for the second straight season, like I just said, 24-21. to Georgia Southern's defense held the country's ninth-highest scoring offense in check throughout this night outside of what happened in the fourth quarter, right? This game was rainy, it was windy, it was Halloween night, so things were bound to get crazy. Temperatures dipped down to the 20s, so it was pretty interesting. It was a fun game to watch. Georgia Southern was five and you know, coming in this game. They only had one loss in the Sun Belt Conference. They're they're sitting at five and three, three and one in the Sun Belt, and ultimately they ended App State's 13-game winning streak, handing them their first loss since knocking them out of the top 25 more than a year ago when they beat App State 34 to 14, right? So App State would again struggle mightily on defending this Georgia Southern triple offense, this triple option offense. They just could not figure it out. I mean, Georgia Southern threw some huge blows throughout this game. They struck the biggest blow though on the night when their running back took off with the option pitch and took it to the house for a 68 yard touchdown on the first possession of the second half, busting this game wide open. And then their quarterback on the ensuing possession he sits there and runs through a huge hole in the line and ran for another 55-yard score. Given, given Georgia Southern a 24-7 lead, they wouldn't give up. I mean, obviously App State does mount a comeback, but for Georgia Southern, this win was another milestone for this team, right? For them beating another top 25 team as they did last year, knocking App State out of the top 25 again. So I'm sure they're going to enjoy this one for the next several days. But the huge advantage for Georgia Southern in this game was having their running back back who didn't play in Georgia Southern's losses to number one LSU or number 13 Minnesota, right? And he averaged 11.2 yards per carry on the night, which was huge. And it did most of his damage getting around the corner behind solid blocking. I mean, the O-line was blocking. They were doing what they probably have a scholarship to go to school to do. And they were putting work in, right? App State. On the other hand, when you look at them, they had a huge – this game would it was going to mean a lot for them. Now they're in a in a tough position. You know, they're sitting at 7-1 and 4-1 in the Sun Belt currently. They came in averaging 41 points per game, but they struggled to get any momentum going in the first three quarters outside of the 92-yard touchdown drive in the final two minutes of the first half, right? App State's quarterback, he tried to rally them back with a two fourth-quarter touchdown passes – um, but really when it comes down to it, their final two drives on the night ended without them scoring any points, which really put a damper on, on their comeback party, right? Although this one really hurts App State, it, and, and pretty sure it almost guarantees that they're, they're not going to be ranked. 
I mean, it, the ranking doesn't always define a team, but when you look at it, App State has a, a lot to keep fighting for because there's still a lot of ball games left and their own destinies, I mean, they don't even control their own destiny anymore. So I'm sure this loss certainly, like I said, will knock them out of the top 25 for sure. They came into this game as the highest ranked Sunbelt team ever, but now they're going to need some outside help just to reach their conference championship game, which again was a huge blow to them. Obviously, they don't control their own fate, so they're going to have to regard. They're going to have to rely on you know a whole a whole whole realm of things of happening, right? So, because Georgia Southern wins, they have the tiebreaker and they own the tiebreaker over App State, but there's still a lot of conference games left to be played. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out, right? So my takeaway from this game, um, like again, I enjoy watching it. Georgia Southern ended up playing like a team on a mission, right? They controlled both sides of the ball from the onset. I mean, the off offensive line fired off the ball. They created big holes, um, running back, quarterback on the edge. And then when App State basically began over-pursuing to the outside, Georgia Southern burned them between the tackles. So, Again, App State just never could get anything going on. So for App State, though, the defense that had been so good over the past three game in which they only allowed 17 combined points, couldn't even figure out the triple option offense until they hit the fourth quarter. And by that time, it was just simply too late. And they simply got beat in the trenches on both sides of the ball. So what this does to the conference and the conference outlook, I mean, this win, again, is big and huge for Georgia Southern in a lot of ways. It not only gives them the tiebreaker advantage over App State when it comes to determining who goes to the Sun Belt Conference Championship, but both teams, along with Georgia State, have one loss in the Eastern Division. So, I mean, when you look at it, Georgia Southern didn't make it to the title game last season despite beating App State. So their ultimate goal, obviously, during this season and probably every season, right, is to get to that championship game. But because they beat App State last year and they didn't get to that championship game, I'm sure that fire is burning within in them just a little bit more, right? So what's up next for Georgia Southern? The Eagles, they're going to visit a conference opponent um, in Troy on November 9th. And then you got App State. They're going to travel to Columbia to face South Carolina, which is going to be, you know, not going to be an easy task for them on November 9th in their final non-conference game of the season. So when you look at it, I mean, this could be an interesting matchup. But at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 25 of the College Sports Hour. Make sure to check us out at collegesportshour.com and support us by listening to us through our website. All right, College Sports Hour can be heard on any podcast app currently. However, we recommend listening to the Radio Public app. Make sure to like and follow us on Facebook. And like always, guys, I want to give a special shout out to our family and friends to include all of our listeners, our followers, and subscribers currently. Thanks for continuing to support what we do. Don't forget, guys, be on the lookout for another episode of the College Sports Hour. Yeah, this is the College Sports Hour. We got Clint and Greg uh -huh. dropping episodes yeah. every week. It's so hype, better believe. Uh -huh. Make sure that you tune in. It's the real deal, and I ain't lying. Hey. From NCAA to college football on that gridiron. What's good? Yeah, yeah. should be understood. Yeah. In March, we going mad, so stick tuned. Let's get to it. Yeah. Join that conversation, because you know they keep it rolling. Rollin'. Watching the bases loaded. They love baseball, and you know this. Hey, this is the College Sports Hour. Where it's going down at College Sports Hour. Welcome to the podcast with your host Clinton Gregg. You don't want to miss this. Yeah. Giving you the info and plenty of opinions. Yeah. yeah. Ready? Then let's get it popping yeah. with a former college athlete and a guy who went to college. <laughs> 
sports, they know all about it. If you love college sports, then you couldn't live without it. Let's go. The College Sports Hour with your host, Clinton Gregg. Make sure to subscribe. Let's go.